if you've just clicked on this, wait a second, this is part two. So go back to part one to get the entire multitasking and mindfulness experience with special guest Yasmin Elizabeth. You're listening to Badass Mums. This is a podcast for the new mums, the young mums, those expecting mums, the single mums and the working mums. But dads can listen too. I'm Camilla Rose. I'm Tanit. I'm Soraya. I'm Charlotte Tahira. And you're about to hear some real chat. From labour to stretch marks, being in the office to running with a buggy. We're here to educate and entertain the badass mums of the world. Badass mums. Mums. Badass. 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 like you kind of mentioned um Yasmin about having taken on a HR job and you mentioned as well Tanique about writing a business plan I guess what would your be your like how are you going to start writing your business plan Tanique and you know is it something to do with kids and how how's that sort of feeding into everything else you're doing um yeah for me it's because I've got so much stuff going on so I'm trying to pull it all together now so I'm kind of writing a proposal that incorporates everything because of my head's been going so mad it's I've been finding it really stressful so I've been trying to shape it all up in my mind so I'm like okay these are the elements I need to focus on I've got this I've got that I've got that and I've kind of I resigned from my job recently as well, which was a very big step for me because um, it's a career I've built for over 10 years. Basically, I felt like I was in a bit of a corner because they wouldn't allow me to reduce my hours. And with having the two, with, when I had the first one, I found it difficult because my job was quite heavy, plus with the music and stuff I do on the side. And I thought, there's no way in this earth I'm going to do it with two now, coming home. Hubby's got a heavy job as well. I'm going to be stressed in the evenings. So I asked them to reduce my hours and they said no, basically. Did you, like, what was your, because I think that's, that's one thing as well. Like when, mm-hmm. I, when I was on maternity leave, um, I, d- I think it depends what sort of industry in you, but my, yeah. my job was really easy with that. They, I remember I was like, I'm only coming back three days a week. Oh, right, and they yeah. was like, that's okay. what I asked for. <laughs> Literally, they was yeah. like, okay, and I think it does depend what sort of industry you're in, but like, mm. what, what steps, because a lot of people aren't aware that like, when you are employed, you, you, you are in your right when you go back from maternity leave, as long yeah. as you give enough notice to say, I want to reduce my hours or I want to come back on a different sort of contract. Right. So what, what, what steps did you take to sort of request that? And obviously they said no. Um, well, I had to apply for flexible working, which is the proper way to do it. So I had to give them all my reasonings as to why which I felt was completely, you know, justifiable, given I've got two kids to have a work-life balance to properly care for them. And also, childcare costs as well is is a lot. So for me, reducing my hours and paying a childcare cost, the amount of money that I had left over for for myself, after bills and everything, would have been the same. So I thought, what's the point killing myself out for five days a week? I'm going to be tired. I'm going to have less energy for the kids, less energy for the hubby. And for the stuff, side hustles. So I thought I might as well reduce my hours and I can give more to those that I need to give more to. And then um, they came back and they basically said, based on the nature of the job, the needs of the business, they have to justify it. Yeah. So they said no. But then now I've just secured a PA role, two and a half days a week job share. So Good. thank you all. <laughs> I think that's the thing though, because yeah. there is like, I think, because I, I had that, I know it's easy for me, but I had that thing as well. I was like, mm. if they say no, they're not going to reduce my hours. Yeah. What's the alternative? Because I think that kind of goes into our, our vision of what a working week is. Everyone assumes yeah. a working week is yeah. Monday to Friday, 9 a.m., Friday, 6 p.m., that's your working week. Yeah. But I think there is, at the moment especially, there is so many like flexible jobs, like you've said, exactly. like you've got a PA yeah. job. Yeah. 
you know, you've just had a contract job. I know you do like a lot of freelance work as well. And I think that those those opportunities are out there, which is, which is good to know. And like, I saw something on the end of someone's signature the other day and I was like, I'm taking that. And it was, um, please bear in mind that my working hours may be different to yours. So I do not expect to reply in in your time frame, but I will reply. And I just thought, I think it echoed like what you said about what you put on the end of messages to people. Like, we, we are in this thing of like, you know, what we envision as a working week. Like, I have to reply to you straight away. I have to reply in that time. But I think now we're like, I think like creative industries and like sort of wider working industries are like realizing, you know, we can be flexible with working. We can have part-time roles available and yeah. sort of account for more like, I guess, working, working families and working parents as well. I was going to say as women as well, I think in a workplace, we're under quite a lot of pressure. And I think we can have that insecurity of feeling inadequate and like we're not pulling our weight, um, which is I felt a lot of in my role, especially when I had to leave for the school run. I couldn't do overtime and they were looking at me like, so I'm just supposed to pick up your workload. And it's like, <laughs> it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes we can allow that to hold us back. But I think we need to be confident in what we're aiming for. And if we've got like side hustles and stuff, if it's something that we really need to pursue, then we need to go out of our way. And it might mean leaving a job, which was hard for me, mm. but I had someone inspirational who's gone ahead of me and said, you know what, if they say no, what are you gonna do? You might just have to leave. And I took that advice. And then, you know, when they say, you know, you, you can attract positive things into your life. Yeah. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna find a new job. And a new job came. So if we're constantly pushing the boundaries out there to get what we want, then I personally feel that it will come to you. So we shouldn't allow that to hold us back. Yeah, it's so tough, like, when you have to make those decisions, because I was obviously in a similar position where yeah. I'm working to pay for someone else to raise my child, basically. Um, and it does really depend on the industry. So my nine to five, I teach in a school, um, and they was really blunt with me that basically the, the timetable set. We're not going to change the whole school timetable for you to do three days a week. And so I had to negotiate with them. Okay, for this last summer term, I will come back full time with the promise that from September, I can go down to four days a week. But what I thought was interesting just about the different industries. So when River was born, I found out, by the way, I, I wasn't getting any maternity leave from my employer because I wasn't there long enough. So in my head, I was like, government money, I am definitely going to have to do something to kind of support myself. And I went back to freelance stuff really quickly, like quicker than I would advise anyone to. I think uh, a week after she was born, I went and did a filming gig. And I remember messaging this guy going, the hours are 10 till uh, 6, but I know I can knock this out in three hours. Can I just come in for three hours? I've just given birth. And he was just like that's not fair on all the other presenters. So no, to like to earn the same money, you need to do the set hours. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, like, and in hindsight, like looking back at myself one week after giving birth, I remember I even put up um, on my Instagram, I still had my baby on board badge and I did a little poll like, am I allowed to still wear this? Cause you know, I'm recovering it. And 70% and said, no, you should not be wearing your baby on board badge. And I'm thinking, <laughs> My vagina's burning. I need to sit down. <laughs> like, I'm traveling from Hazen Harlington to Streatham. Like, I need to actually... This needs to be a smooth journey. And it was just shocking how much females were like, you've had the baby now. You're going back to work. Go back to work. And I think that was my, my wow. biggest shock that, like, don't assume because you have a female line manager or you have female friends that they're going to understand 
the massive transition it is. Giving birth to raising a, a newborn to going back to work, like those, as you say, in those constant transitions, like unless you're a parent, you're just not going to get it. And even if your line manager's a parent, she still might not get it. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that because it really shocked me how much people just don't don't understand that new that new thing in your life that you're trying to juggle that is a person with needs and demands and you're responsible for it, but you're still expected to perform at work. And I think now the way I've tried to balance it is a bit what you were saying, like when I'm in the school, I'm 100% trying to be focused in the school with the kids. When I leave, I try to not be on my emails answering. I mean, you still do sometimes, but just finding that balance because you will go insane and people will push you to the limit. They, if you allow them, they will just let you work all the hours under the sun. People just won't get it. And it's for you to take control of your time. And I think I wanted to throw this one out to the audience as well. So, so would you rather work 120 hours a week for £100,000 or work 45 hours a week for £37,000. So hands up if you would do the 120 hours a week. No one. That's good to know that no one, because I was just working out how much hours you do a week and how much you need realistically in London to just live a nice, cushy life. And actually, to earn 100000 a year on your average wage, you would have to do about 100 plus hours a week with most jobs. And it's just like, it's insane, like, when you think about it. And no one would do the, the 120 hours a week. Yeah. For 16, 16 hours a day. Yeah. What do you think, Gaz, about the whole, how much hours you're actually putting into it, compared to how much, like, financially, that's giving you financial freedom to do then what you want with your free time? Do you mean in general, or do you mean... Yeah, just in general. Oh, I don't know, because there's a lot... When you're starting out, if you're talking about freelance as well, there's a lot of unpaid work, isn't there? That, mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of things, you know, you quote somebody a certain amount, and they're like, oh, that only takes a couple of hours, and you're like, yo, this took me how many years to learn this? You're not, you're not paying for the actual... You're paying for the craft. So, um, yeah, I think you've just... It, it, you're, at first, you're going to be working more, I personally think, than what you get income-wise. Yeah, yeah, you're always going to be putting more hours. I mean, Cam, just me and you, if you think back to, like, our early days starting out in radio, I used to do Monday to Friday, 12 till 2. I did that for two years. And then at least 10 hours, like, pre- and post-production. So that was, like, 20 hours a week I was giving voluntary. And, like, I can't imagine doing that now. Like, and I think that comes back to this, the saying no, because actually... When I was 23 with no kids, single, then that was great. Yeah, 20 hours voluntary didn't really impact my life. But now I'm so particular about what I say yes to and what I say no to. I think it sort of goes into as well, like protecting your like personal brand you're setting up and with whatever you're trying to put out there. So if, if for example, I think with you, Yasmin, like with the whole pick me up ink and your sort of personal brand, it's, you, you want to be more selective with what you're doing. And mm -hmm. I think especially when you've you've got a child or when you've just even got something quite important in your life you are a bit more selective of your time you know that I think like what you said earlier about not going to certain events oh no 
Monday or Sunday to maybe Wednesday, I won't really do anything because that's like sort of no evenings, that's mm-hmm. his time. Whereas before I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, I'll come. Like, what's, what's two hours? Two hours there, an hour, an hour commute, an hour commute back. That's nothing. But now I'm like, that's four hours. I could just chill with my son. Yes. And then do some work after. And you might have a bit of FOMO, but... It passes, right? It, it passes. And that's the thing, it passes. Like, the FOMO goes, and you're like, oh, like, life hasn't really changed that much. <laughs> I mean, unless it was, like, a meeting with, like, someone huge, like, I don't know. Or most time you go to the event, and it's supposed to be this great networking <laughs> event. And it's not. And you're like, oh, I just actually spent money, time, yeah. energy, and it didn't actually, it wasn't as fruitful as you might think. And that's why I stopped going to everything. Um, because, yeah, like you said, it's just not You just can't. Worth it. And I think, like, I think... I always find it, I, I can never imagine being a parent to an eight-year-old. Like, I can't fathom, like, my child being being eight. Like, oh, you're thinking right now, I'm like, how can this child be eight? But the stages just sort of come, and I think, like, what, you sort of just tackle the, the sort of things when they come up. But I wanted to ask you as well, what, um, I guess, bringing up, raising a son who is eight, how important is it for you to kind of show him, like, I guess your role as a sort of like a mother of also as a sort of like working woman as well. How important is, is it for you to sort of show him that, you know, like give him those sort of important values that he's going to need to sort of go into the world and be an amazing young man? Um, I always say I'm quite lucky with Cam. He's like a cool kid. Um, I actually like my son. I know we all love our kids, but I actually like him as a human being. Um, I think for me with Cam... He sees me work, he helps me, he um, does some of the envelopes now and again, and he's got a bit of an entrepreneur, not writing, no, that will (laughs) not be going anywhere. Um, He's got a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit himself now. He's got like this brand he wants to do called Triangle Gang, and he wants to make t-shirts, and he wants to actually give some of the money back to homeless people, and he also wants to get, yeah. Um, And I think that has come from an environment of, he sees see me speaking that, to homeless yeah. people. He will see me go and buy food. Or he sees that, you know, some of my profits I'm creating to go back into um, the brand. But like what you said earlier about kids, different stages, it requires a different level of different things. River's going for the water. I, she went all I, like, I saw it in oh. her eyes. I was like, she's going for it. She wants to put her hand right inside. But yeah, just like you said about different ages, and he's eight now, Um so it requires a different... So you were talking about teething earlier and lack of sleep, whereas now I'm getting asked questions. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like even the other day he was like, oh, I'm so confused. So like, when did you marry daddy? Because obviously you had to marry him to have me. And I was like, well, we didn't quite get married. Um, and But then there's an element of honesty you also have to have as well because everything you do... They're basing off you. They will not always do what you say. They do what you do. And that's why I'm really particular about certain things. I haven't got it right all the time at all, trial and error. But I always try to remember that I'm setting a foundation with him. So if I'm always at work, he's going to go maybe on and be a workaholic. Or he might go the other way and think, my mum was never there. I don't want to be like that. So, But I think I have found a nice balance with him. So um, we've got some misconceptions that, so basically we, um, we talked to a few mums and we asked them, and these are mums-to-be, um, what are some of the misconceptions of being a working mum? And this one, Tanique, I know you definitely will relate to this. 
So um, my baby doesn't eat unless I'm feeding him. So until he grows out of that, I can't go back to work. And I know you had this a lot with Harvey because obviously you breastfed him and he did not want to go to the bottle. So how are you now finding that, like, tr like breaking that habit of his, getting him like able to just go to anyone, be looked after anyone so you can do what you need to do as a working mum? Um, do you know what? I, used, I started saying breastfeeding is a sin. <laughs> You know, they say, yeah, breast is best. I was like, oh, gosh. I, I, from when I had my daughter, it was nothing like that. But then she was premature. She was born at 29 weeks. So she, because she was in the incubator for so long, I reckon that whole bonding was a different process for me and her. Whereas him, immediately on the breast, and he never wanted to let go, um, which is why he wouldn't even stay with his dad for long, for ages. Like, the, I finished breastfeeding just before his first birthday. So um, he hasn't really, he hasn't slept anywhere else <laughs> he's still been at home but he's been babysat a few times but he's getting better since i've stopped breastfeeding mm. so um that's the truth of that really and since i was I've talking stopped, to a mum literally uh, about a week ago yeah her son's 18 months and she's like i still can't get him off the breast um i'm having to sleep in his room like me and my husband are having basically different separate lives because he will not come off and i was like what i stopped breastfeeding in river when she was Eight months. And to me, that was a long time. So I can't imagine an extra 10 on top of that. Yeah. Like, how did you how did you manage to do that weaning kind of process? I had to. I just, for me, I don't know, sanity as well, I guess, because I needed that space and I wasn't getting that space at all. Even at night times, he had to be with me. Whenever he was tired, nap time, it was just like consistently, even at the weekends when his dad's not at work and stuff. But um, I just had to keep going. Yeah. So I just kept trying to give him the bottle, give him the bottle. And if he's really, really fighting too much and I give him the breast, I just had to keep doing that. It was it was tiring, but I had to keep pushing for myself, really. Um, if he would still be breastfeeding all now, probably to two years old, <laughs> if he had his way. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's knowing that they'll be all right. Like, it's not that deep. Like, yeah. they'll get yeah. over it and then yeah. just take a bottle or yeah. go to war or whatever the next step is for you. Like, they do just... And they become more independent as mm -hmm. well when they're off breast. I'm not trying to discourage people from breastfeeding because they say it is best and it's nutritionally wise. But then if if you don't, then it's equally not a problem either. But um, I find when you stop breastfeeding, they tend to... It's like you, you don't want your child to completely detach from you, but it's just that independency, as I said. They're more happy to build relationships maybe with their dad or their grandparents or aunties and uncles mm. because they, they need you less for food, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, I tried to stick River on when she was about 10 months because I was just like, she wouldn't stop screaming. Like, maybe I should try again. <laughs> and she looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is that? Get out of my face. <laughs> it is just resilience. Like, they do get over it. Yeah. And it's just building that up, breaking that habit. Because that's all they, yeah. they know, isn't yeah. it? We've got another one, just quickly. So, um, I would prefer to be set up, i.e. married, having a home and a career before having a child and ensuring me and my husband are ready. And Yaz, obviously, having Cam 19, whirlwind lifestyle change. What would you say to someone who's like, I can't do it until? I get it. And... Um, I'm hoping, you know, God willing, if I have more kids, um, I have a, a partner at the moment, and, you know, if we go the distance, I know the whole process of parenting will be different. There's no doubt it can't be a bit easier, one being in it with somebody, 
and um, flowing together. So I get that. But the whole, I'm not going to be ready until, it's like being like, I'm not going to be happy until the weekend or I'll find peace when I make this amount of money. You can read every book. You can have the best marriage. You can have the biggest house. These are not the things that require to look after a child. So the whole, that doesn't make you ready. It can make the process easier. But I would say, for me, I've got a friend like that. And I say to her, mate, you're just going to have to go and do it. You're just going to have to go and have fun doing it and go and do it. Because there is no, there's no course for it. Do you know what I mean? But I do get it. Someone like me who had a baby at 19... I mean, if my son came home at 19 and told me he was having a child, I think I'd be quite upset. I'd be like, no, like, you've got so much to do. Um, but I've made it work for me. But it's demanding. And there's times, like, where I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Every decision's based on me. Everything's based on me. I'm working. I'm looking after him. I'm trying to be a good daughter, good sister, good friend, good cousin, good employee, good everything. And sometimes you're like, oh, Where's the out-of-order sign? Like, can I stick yeah. one of them on my forehead? So I do get it, but it isn't the be and end all because you have people who have amazing marriages, are together for years, have a baby, and it doesn't it, work. It doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So just to kind of wrap up, we want to get your top tips. What would you tell Yaz back either when you first found out you was pregnant or you first was a new mum or even now, like, what's your top tips to all the mums? I think um, kind of goes back to, you know, you was asking me about advice earlier, um, just about a no-judgment zone and also that comparison is the thief of joy and we mustn't compare what Susan's doing next door or what this one's doing. And just also that, like I said earlier, the nights are long, but the years are short. And just to kind of anchor yourself, as hard as it is, to anchor yourself in each season. Because like you said, one minute they're teething, then they're this, then they're asking me, like now Cameron's asking me about other babies and when he's getting a brother or another sister or whatever. It's just about enjoying. I would just say, yeah, just chill out, man. Enjoy it. I was in Anxiety City when I had Cam. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? So I can't almost, I know all kids are different, but I am looking forward to maybe having another one so I can maybe enjoy the process just a little bit more instead of worrying, am I getting it right or wrong? Mate, as long as your child is fed, cleaned, and I'd even just say, as long as they're fed and clean and watered, the rest is, is, the rest is makeup and accessories. Yeah. And um, so that's what I would say to myself, is just enjoy it, chill out, maybe. And more patience, oh my God. <laughs> more patience. Sometimes I think if Cameron had a little um, webcam on his head and like, I could see myself back, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to know, I don't want to know. This is an extra special live podcast and this is only part two of three with the inspiring Yasmin Elizabeth. So hit that subscribe button to make sure you hear part three. Badass mums. Mums. Badass.